Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Best Ever You Network, celebrating our third year on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Thank you for helping us become a number one rated live show with over one million global listeners. Our team is on a mission to help you discover your authentic best self and bring it to the world. And now, here's our show. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Elizabeth, and uh, we have Gary Kobat joining us from California. It might be 6 a.m., right, Gary? <laughs> it is, Sorry. and it's like 45 <laughs> degrees. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's kind of like you're in Maine. 45 that's degrees. That's cold really. than you. Well, what's up with yeah. that? It wakes <laughs> us up. That's for sure. <laughs> It's, it's been so beautiful lately, but we're just so grateful. It's just so crystal clear. Uh, the sun's going to rise here in a little while, and uh, it's it's really crisp, and it just reminds us, you know, four seasons. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, good morning, everybody. This is our annual Good Morning Gratitude show. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we've had that same kind of fall and uh, here in Maine, it's been, we've had days, Gary, where it's been like 70 degrees, 60 degrees. We have no snow yet, knocking on everything in sight. <laughs> but uh, it's beautiful, and thank you for joining us. The, the purpose, I, I, Gary, you can talk here for this, but, the, you know, the purpose of this show is to, is to talk about gratitude. And how this show came about was I was doing a... Um, a sound check and equipment check one morning with my son, and we were trying out a new microphone and all these things that Blog Talk Radio had put up in the studio, and people started calling in. And I said, well, if, you, if we're going to call in, you know, let's talk about what we're grateful for today. And that's how this show has gone on now for um, four years with the Good Morning Gratitude Show, and we've done some other ones. But, Gary, what are you, what are you most thankful for, grateful <laughs> for, and <laughs> I know it's a loaded question, isn't it? It's a lot of lot of stuff. We could be here for hours. Um, well, I, but when well you... I love it. I tell you what, you know, on my car I have license plates that say grateful. Mm-hmm. So I, every day, I swear to God, every day I'm driving and somebody's like either giving me a thumbs up or somebody's rolling down the window. And yesterday they, <laughs> they asked me to roll my dun- window down and it was like, you know, what, what are those plates? What, what does that mean? And somebody yells through the window. It's like, yeah, Grateful Dead, you know. And it's and I think, oh what, what are those plates for? And I'm like, just happy to be alive. I'm happy to be alive. I'm telling you, seriously. So it all really yeah. came about when when you know I've got a new knee and I've got a new hip and I'm still competing. And I'm still athletic, and I still teach people to be healthy and well, you know, and just tap into their their awesome side of their selves and their best, highest, best self. So that all came from just being able to do that again and just, you know, we're hardwired to be healthy. We're hardwired to be a high vibration, and it's what we, you know, allow ourselves, what we choose to be sometimes that keep us at this high vibration or actually lower us, you know, and we attract into where we, we choose to be. And so, you know, grateful is the simplest, I believe, it's just one of the most simplest forms of moving from worry and doubt and wonderment and concern and frustrated and all of those egoic left brain you know, characteristics of ourselves that we allow ourselves to be, which are all false. They're all just a made-up story we make up for ourselves. And they move us over 
just being grateful. Like I just ask people to pause and just think of something you're grateful for, and boom, it just moves them over to their right brain, which where they're hardwired is how they're born. I mean, we're born complete. We're born with everything we need. We're born with the answers inside. We're born to, like I say, access our highest best self. At any moment of any day, you know, 24-7, 365, it's there. It's never not there. So being grateful is just having the chance to tap into that and just share our gifts and talents, you know. No, I totally agree. And and I'm I'm one of those people who's um, very rooted in gratitude also and grateful for just breathing. I've nearly died a couple times um, and been brought back to life from allergic reactions, and so I know what it feels like to not be breathing and to be hooked up to kidney machines and to be struggling for my life and breath and all of those things. And so when I wake up in the morning, I'm just, I go to, oh, thank you, I'm breathing and I'm alive. And I'm not sure if everybody does that. Do you think they do? No, not at all, actually. They just, well, see, what happens? Somebody told them some time ago, you know, between 2 and, let's say, 12 years old, that they either weren't good enough or they weren't lovable or or they weren't something. They weren't enough in some way, shape, or form. And along the way, they believed it or they keep reinforcing it or, you know, then they get this emotional reactiveness. is like, you know, um, they just get mad or they get angry or they get frustrated and, uh, you know, that's just like if we just took a barometer from zero to plus ten and zero to minus ten, well, all of those feelings are like minus three, minus six, minus seven. And the in the universe, that's going to support us where we live energetically. So everything is energy. So where we live, the universe is going to support us there. So if you commit to something at, a, let's say, a level three because you're feeling small, and but you see enough to commit to something, and you you know I'm going to go be a three today. That the universe is going to support you there. If you want to be a ten, the universe is going to support you there. And if you're sitting there frustrated and you can't seem find your way, they'll support you there. So again, we're I was telling somebody yesterday, a client that like we're an antenna, like on our car. So we receive when we're open, and we put out energy. Uh, and so whatever energy we choose to live in is what we're going to put out and attract back. And, um, yeah, if they just start with the simplest one, and that is I'm alive, uh, I have a chance in any moment to tap into this amazing hardwired part of ourselves. We're creative. We're intelligent. We can move. We we can choose um, you know, we can love, we're lovable, you know, we're loving. Um, all of these things are just hardwired in part of us, and, and, and it's really important to remember that, even when it's most challenging, because everything, everything that happens to us is really happening for us. It's a chance for us to do like this U-E, this U-turn, back into this hardwired awesome, you know, core parts of ourself. This is the truth. The truth is we are creative. The truth is we are intelligent. The truth is we are wired to have the best health possible. And it's when we block those pathways, those accesses to those things, is when all we create drama. We create this drama in our life. What do you think? I, I, every year you put out this um, 
it, it's basically a person getting progressively heavier through about October through February <laughs> or so. Can you explain what that is? I know what it is, but just for those listening, um, can you explain a little bit more about what that is and um, how we start to take care of ourselves in October through February, a majority of the people, and what happens and all that? <laughs> well, sure, sure. What what I do, I like to think alternatively, not masses. So I take I like to take a look at what we traditionally think and then take a look alternatively at that and see if there's another perspective that some pe- somebody can relate to. So if you think about it, um, for instance, I spent some time up in Seattle and we were hanging out and we were doing the market and we were doing all these fun things with the kids and everything like that. And I was just watching. It's like everybody wanted fat and sugar, fat and sugar, fat and sugar. Everybody wanted a donut. Everybody wanted, you know, um, uh, soda. And, you know, yeah, exactly. Everything in it had fat and sugar. It's like if you take, uh, you know, trail mix, for instance, and if you look at the back on the label, oh. and if you looked at what the majority of trail mix is, it's fat and sugar, I mean, basically. But it sounds good, and it sounds natural, and, and that's what happens is we get caught up into some, you know, labels or, or what culture thinks is cool. But if you really look at starting on Halloween... It's all about sugar, and it's all about fat. And then if you move to Thanksgiving today, some people are going to eat two, three, four thousand, even five thousand calories today, sitting around in the football. And now I'm talking about what they're drinking, what they're eating, the multiple meals, the you know, let's heat up some you know seconds and thirds, or let's heat up some uh, evening meals to take home from mom's house. And, and you pack them up. Yeah, exactly. And so you've got all of these calories, and then next thing you know, you've got uh, parties and holiday, you know, um, cocktail parties and business parties and, and all sorts of things between Thanksgiving and, and holiday, um, whether it's the high holidays or Christmas. And then uh, you've got New Year's and all the football games again and New Year's Eve with all the alcohol and so forth. That's just sugar and more fat. And then you've got... Super Bowl Sunday, February sometime. So you've got this 90 to 120 day window from Halloween all the way to Super Bowl Sunday where a lot of people put on a lot of weight. And then after Super Bowl Sunday, like, I got to get my, I got to get my act together. So then next Now I got to go on the treadmill, right? Yeah, exactly. Before you know it, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, it's starting to get warm. Uh Uh-oh, you know, 4th of July barbecue party. And so they work really hard for the summer and that 4th of July party to wear that, you know, go on that, you know, uh, whatever, uh, to go on the yacht or get in the boat or to go to water skiing or put on that, you know, swimsuit or do that party. And so they're working hard towards, you know, July 4th, and then it just... How do we not do this to ourselves, though? think differently so in in our case today we're all going on a big long bike ride i'm taking my clients on on behalf of my thanks to them i'm just we're going out and having a nice easy ride we're going to be burning calories before they go to their mom's and their grandma's house and eat all that great food so it's taking a look at it a little bit differently and saying not participating but participate but do it in some sort of balance do it with self-love self-care Everything is nourishment unless you're harsh. 
unless you're harsh on yourself. So you got to start taking a look intimately. I, we always say it inquiring or getting a little more intimate about who you are, staying connected to who you really are, and then nourishing that. So I call everything really is about nourishment. And so it's bringing in a little self-love. So my clients all have specific goals for the spring. So right now, Thanksgiving, they're thinking about April, meaning they have things on their calendar. They have races. They have, you know, in this particular case, I'm working with some people on the next Star Wars movie. And we've got them focusing on February right now. So I'm working with them on February to get buffed or to get lean for the next Star Wars filming in London uh, starting in February. So we all have goals where we work through the holidays with something important, something uh, deeply uh, meaningful for us instead of just getting caught up and doing what everybody else is doing, and that is being a slightly unconscious and just harsh on themselves. I love that, slightly unconscious. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> uh, well, because when we, get, when we go up in our head, I'm sorry, I don't mean to go on here, because I oh, know we've no, got fine. a lot of people on the show, but when we go up in our head, or do we come from our heart? So when we go up in our head, our head is merciless. Our head is like bing, bang, boom. It's like a bing, it's like a, a pinball machine. I'm hot. I'm not. You know, I'm good. I'm bad. You know, I'm there. I'm not. You know, bad, I'm, in the I'm thin. I'm ugly. I'm old. I'm oh my god. Right. Yeah. Um, they love me. They don't love me. Okay. All in with what? Three and a half minutes. You know. Yeah, you can and, do. Or you I'm can do the, wonders to yourself standing in front of the right. mirror, can't you? It's so like whoa. Egoically, when we go up into our head, it's like we live in the past. We live with shame and blame, or we go into the future in our head, and that's I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. Oh my God, am I going to be able to pay the bills? Oh my God, am I ever going to make that, you know, uh, first shoot day on the film, you know, kind of thing. And that's all where fear comes from the future, shame and blame come from the past. So we, in our head, we go past, future, past, future, and just all versus if you just touch your finger with your thumb. That simple. Like, if I just be grateful I'm alive, it makes, helps me become present. If I just touch my finger to my thumb and go, I felt that, I am here now. We can only be happy now. We can only get a personal best now. We can only laugh our ass off now. Okay? We can't <laughs> do it an hour from now because it's not here yet. They'd call it the present if it was, you know, but it's the future. And we can't get back an hour ago, right? I mean, an hour ago, I was sleeping, man. It was 5 a.m. Uh, you know, I, I can't go back there. It's done already. So we only have right now, and when I say slightly unconscious or conscious, conscious just means we're here. Uh, I hear you. I see you. I feel you. I feel myself. I care for myself. I'm grateful I'm here. And I'm here. I'm now. Okay? And that's a pedal stroke, a runner. Each foot strike is now, now, now. A pedal stroke on a cyclist, now, now. A swimmer is a stroke. A rower is a is a row. Um, you know, um, for you know, a plank uh, for somebody in yoga, it's holding that pose just a little bit longer to go a little bit deeper. To do that, you have to open up, not crunch, not grit your teeth. You have to relax to be open to receive so you can receive and go deeper and feel open those pathways so you can go touch what's in there now. So that's why we say breath. I'm glad I'm breathing. Why? Because it keeps me present. Why? Because then I can be happy. Because if I go up into my head, 
past and future past, past, past. I forget past, about now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. The, um, yeah, no, I, I hear you loud and clear, and I hope this. I hope my my goal always for the show is for it to touch a life and change a life. And I know um, one of the things that I'm really hoping somebody out there listening hears today, and we're about to bring in, you said plank, and I bet Wendy Pett's ears perked up because she is the plank master. And Wendy, I've got your microphone unmuted, and I can probably hear oh, you laughing in that one. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to bring, <laughs> bring Wendy in in a second. But what I wanted to talk about, um, to touch a life out there, if you're listening to this show, and Gary and Wendy chime in, if you're listening to this show and you are at a point where you feel like your wellness or health is in decline mode and maybe you're blaming it, oh, I'm old, you know, this is just what happens and all of that stuff, I think what what we all hope that you perk up and hear this, how you can move your life or shift your life into more of a well-being mode. And, Gary, do you want to take that? Because I know that's your... I mean, that's so your wheelhouse of helping people just dramatically change. Well, sure, and I like to bring in Wendy because she's also a master yeah. at it. And, and yeah. very Thanks, simply, like, again, I, I just come from and the mind drives the body. So the work we do on ourselves, the work we do is really a, 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 a spiritual and a very mental and emotional component. You can't transform unless you're willing to look at your emotional transformation. Because transformation is driven by the mental and emotional transformation, and the body will follow. So if I have somebody like, I just had a 55-year-old, and we just transformed her body, and she made Team USA, and then a couple weeks ago she went to Australia, and then she was 10th in the world in Australia in the World Championships at 55 years old. Well, how do you do that? It's because we're infinite. Okay, we're capable and I had, we had to learn. It took her three years, but the three-year concept was she was capable. We're, we've only tapped a fraction of what we're capable hmm. and conscious of. That means there's this whole grand canyon of capability within us. So then you bring it back down to now, the moment, right? We can honor or dishonor ourselves. What are you doing? So it's really a process of questions. Are you honoring or dishonoring yourself? Today, this moment, is that nine you know, shovels full of food going to honor you or dishonor you that's oh, sitting God. in front of you about to hit right now? You know, is anybody is fifth, it, go ahead. Is the oh, fifth alcoholic oh. drink, is that going to honor you or dishonor you? Like if we were to interview your liver after the fifth, you know, gin and tonic, <laughs> what would your liver say, you know? But I, I would intimate. go to the heart, too. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever eaten? I, I know everybody on the phone has done this, where you've eaten Thanksgiving dinner and you literally feel so sick all all night long after eating and probably all the next two or three days after, and you're like, what have I done to myself? And you can't figure out why. What is that when you can't, when you, what is that when you can't figure out why you just did that to yourself? Well... It's emotionally driven, so, and, you know, I'll let Wendy come in here too, but what I find is when people can't stop, usually, and again, not every situation, we'd have to do a quick little, you know, debriefing, but normally if somebody goes to the freezer and just eats a carton of ice cream, if they get the, you know, nine pieces of pizza and can't wait to look in the next box, you know, those kinds of things is typically food is love. 
so so they replace the love that they would want to be honoring themselves with food becomes love and then they just keep wanting more love so they keep eating more food and it's no different than um you know, uh, marijuana or cocaine or alcohol, it becomes something that it's really not. So to stop those uh, attachments and addictions, they really have to start taking a look at themselves. We do a lot of intervention uh, in my practice, and that is uh, looking at honoring or dishonoring in the moment. So it's a moment-to-moment practice. So it's really an awareness project. Absolutely. Um, for everybody listening, that's you can find more um, information on Gary Kobat. And I just want to, Gary, do you want to give out your website? It's GaryKobat.com. And are you? You've got um, an email list that people can sign up for. Do you want to talk to people about that? So yeah, that if they, they just want to drop me their. Yeah, if they just want to drop me their email, it's Gary G A R Y at e coach c o a c h dot com. Gary at e coach. Dot com and I think we replay this too if the, if that was too fast they can replay it and get that address but just drop me a line and I'll put you on it's a mindful tool I write it once a week and it's a little uh, psychological aspect it's a tool or a tip on how to approach your life on on just anything how, uh, the latest one I think we wrote it on perfectionism so we 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 try to be perfect right so what really that is is you don't like making mistakes. So one that doesn't like to make mistakes and is hard, to squir- they squirm in their seat when they realize they made a mistake, so then they come back harder and try to be perfect. And so who's perfect? How many people do you know in your life that are perfect? Zero, right? We are perfectly imperfect, and it's okay. Find them, we'll interview them. We always say that. If you find somebody who's right? perfect, bring them on. <laughs> yeah. You're right, Exactly. So we're not perfect. You're never going to find anybody that's perfect. Uh, and so it's okay to be imperfect, but people try to be perfect. And that's a never-failing, you know. Uh, never-failing. Uh, yeah, they're never going to they're never gonna succeed. So they set themselves up to what? Make another mistake. So then they're in this emotional rut of making mistakes, hating that feeling, reinforcing their ego. Then they pursue back out trying to be perfect and then they fail at that so then they feel not only uh, imperfect and not meeting their goal then they feel they're not enough see I told you I'm not enough so they keep reinforcing I'm not enough I'm not enough I'm not enough and they keep refueling that so anyway the little tool I wrote is about how to approach that and just rather coming from it's okay to be imperfect oh well (laughs) so what I made a mistake well I gotta tell you you in my eyes, I, and I'm, I'm segueing into Wendy because you know I just love my Wendy, Wendy pet. Um, Wendy, are, are you with us? Because <laughs> you, you know, I am. Yeah, Hi, Elizabeth. Not perfect, Hi, but Gary. man, you're darn close. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Perfection. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving, and I am sitting here looking out my window to the backyard over the hill, and I see two turkeys, <laughs> and I think the irony is hilarious. <laughs> the Thanksgiving, and there's two they? wild turkeys. <laughs> That's funny. So I guess they know they're so, safe here. <laughs> I want um, oh, to spell your name um, just so people can go to your website. It's W-E-N-D-I-E-P-E-T-T, and they can go to WendyPet.com or GaryKobat.com. Um, and, Wendy, I, you, you and I have been friends for a really, really long time, so I just want to share that mm-hmm. history with people who are listening. And 
um, boy, I, I, I don't even know how we met, but whatever. I, I know one of the, one of the, one of the moments in my life that was so meaningful was me visiting Minnesota and my dad, there's that Minnesota again, boy, I got a Minnesota. <laughs> I'm not going away, is it? No, <laughs> anyway, um, we were in the, um, we were in the, I was in the hospital with my dad, who is a stroke survivor and you took the time to drive all the way from White Bear Lake down to Burnsville, which that's a hike, um, and sit with me and just hang out with me, make sure I was okay. And that, to this day, is one of the most meaningful moments in my life because mm-hmm. I was not feeling well, and you knew it. Mm-hmm. And we prayed together and everything, and I just wondered if you could tell people a little bit about more who you are, what you do, why you did that, and more. You know, that's beautiful, and thanks for sharing that. I had no idea that it really made that much of an impact. Um, And that's a reminder, I think, for all of us, as you guys were talking about being present, um, the power in that. And that's the only reason I did what I did, is I was just present in the moment, and I thought, I've got to go be with this woman. I don't know her, but I just feel that that nudge. And so I I was being present and obedient and just, went for for where I was supposed to be. And so I think a lot of times we ignore that partly because of all the distractions uh, that are going on around us and we aren't present, and that actually can rob uh, the person of the gifts, such as yourself, uh, of me being there, and then myself um, of of giving that love and that, that peace where I was supposed to be present in that moment. So I think there is just great power in that, and I and I do believe that, as we're talking about Thanksgiving and gratitude, and um, I, I think one of the biggest things that I'm, I'm grateful for, um, and this kind of will sum up a little bit of, of who I am and, and, and how I and my philosophy, um, there is just such power, and I'm just so grateful for the power of forgiveness. And I know that once I receive forgiveness, then it it kind of took that wedge out where I could love, not just myself, but others on a deeper level. And so I say that because we're, we're talking about health and wellness. And, and so we're in a, if we're ever in a place of an unforgiveness kind of place, it takes you into you know, anger and resentment and depression and just some dark stuff. It keeps you in a place where you, it's like a wedge and you aren't, aren't able to love yourself through and through, and love others well. So really, I, I believe that being healthy and well starts with forgiveness. So kind of look at that and, and those cycles that maybe you're doing with, you know, the eating and the uh, those things for comfort. What do, you, what do you really need to forgive yourself of or forgive others for how they treated you or spoke to you or whatever? And then once you peel back the layer of that onion, so to speak, then you'll get to the root issue, and then uh, everything will start to uh, just reveal itself and you'll be able to release that weight and release the um, the stronghold of the food or the alcohol or the, the shopping or the whatever thing that's, that's keeping you um, not present and, and not fully being the person you're called to be. So that's really kind of how I, I work. And, um, you know, my program, uh, my fitness program is all about using your body as your gym. Um, so it's, it's being very present and your workouts and, and really being tuned into the muscles that are working at hand and uh it's just it's just a different awesome. philosophy. Yeah, visibly fit. It, yeah, mm-hmm. visibly fit is Wendy's um um fitness program and it's a 
it's what I love about it is it's not um, rooted in lifting weights and doing all the stuff. You actually, it's more isometric based. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I just really feel grateful uh, because of the power of forgiveness, and I think I, I just see how it ripples through your relationships when you can forgive others, and it allows others to come in and, and love at a different level and. Man, it's just especially on a holiday situation, and you get family together. Uh, there's power in forgiveness. There really is. <laughs> just Can let I, it go. Kind of let it play, go. doesn't it? Or you may I ask you a question? May, may I ask a question? This Gary? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I had a client the other day, and he said, and I, I asked him, um, does he understand what forgiving himself means? And mm-hmm. he was kind of confused. And that was a great place to start. And I said, well, what do you know about forgiveness? How could you forgive yourself in any way? And he goes, well, you mean like if I make a wrong turn? Do I, can I forgive myself for making a wrong turn? Because, and I said, yeah, how would you do that? And he said, well, I know there's another place a few blocks away I can turn again, or I'll have mm. another opportunity to, you know, get it right or get back in alignment. And I said, awesome. So how would you go about can you explain and share how somebody could, uh, let's say, forgive themselves on a maybe a much larger or deeper topic than just making a wrong turn? Yeah, that's actually a really good question, Gary. And real quick before I go there, I love your emails. Everybody should subscribe. They're awesome. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, on a deeper level, it, it's really about first acknowledging and going there because sometimes that place where uh, forgiveness needs to take it takes shape. Um, it's ugly. It's painful. Uh, it's like it's one of those places where sometimes you just want to block out of your mind, block out of your heart, and that's precisely where you need to go in order to um, go to, for, to the forgiveness place. you got to do the hard work, and it, it's a process. So it's, it's ugly in the beginning, but just know that it's really beautiful on the other side. And so once you go there and you allow yourself to acknowledge the the ways in which maybe you've treated yourself or the ways in which others have wrongly treated you or, or didn't treat you or whatever the expectations were. And to start um, kind of coming from a place of being unoffendable, then uh, then it gives you room to to release all those emotions around the food, around how you are judging others. Um, it, it just allows you space to just, like you said, Gary, just be present and to love and to love yourself in order to uh, just honor yourself through the actions and and uh, and food that you're that you're receiving to your body. So yeah, I think we could probably do first. We could probably do a whole show on space. You, nah, oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and I I wanted to chime in and just say that I think one of the things that with forgiveness that people have such a problem with, especially people who may be competitive in nature, is there's a line of thinking that says, well, if I forgive them, they're winning. You know, they win and I lose in some capacity. And I think people lose sight of that. Um, When you Mm -hmm. forgive someone, you're really actually taking your power back. You're not giving away your power um, to somebody. Right, it's a surrender. They're winning and you're losing. Yeah, it's a surrendered, uh, a powered surrender, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and you're not con- you're not condoning, you know, you know what they did. You're not approving what they did. Right. Right. You don't have to forget. You're just it, releasing it. Totally. From you. And then that Absolutely. frees you up. You don't have to carry the burden of that anymore. 
No, it's like, exactly. wow, it's exactly I can breathe, that. I can live my life. This is great. So, so I mean, so I, I could us, name several. Mm-hmm. So help us understand space. Give us just a little, you said, hey, give somebody some space or give yourself some space. What does that mean? You know, you hear it all the time, but share with the audience maybe what that means for you. Uh, as far as space to, to release? Space to do anything, right? Space. What does yeah. space mean? Yeah. What does space mean? Well, and you know, I think space is going to look a little different to different people depending on their circumstance and what they're in. But I think, like, for me, talking on a uh, maybe a personal journey myself years ago, but I think space is, is, again, allowing myself to go there, acknowledge, and then to free up and then to experience, when I say the space, it's like, it's like um, almost like taking a, a breath of the most amazing, fresh air. It's like That's it's just awesome. so incredible. You breathe it in, you exhale it out, and it's like it just feels freeing. It's like there's no more weight on your shoulder. It's hard for me to fully, uh, I think, describe space, but space is really just being present and being thankful, just like this show is talking about, being grateful for who you are and whose you are and why you're here on this earth and what your calling is. And are you fulfilling it? Are you living it out? Are you are you listening to the nudge to to go and meet a friend that you've never met in your life to go and pray with her at a hospital, or are you are you in your own little world and woe is me and poor me? Yeah. You know you. what what's the space you're living in? And so, you know the other thing I like can. about go ahead. I'm going to keep going. The other thing I like about space and Gary, this is back to you a little bit too, and something that you taught me many years ago, um, creating and pausing and stopping so that you can even just hear yourself think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like Wendy said then, take, I call it, it's like other people could define it as like a gap. Uh, in one of my last Mindful Tools, we described it as that second or two, like you said, of an opportunity to breathe in fresh air or just allow space to be fresh air. Or if somebody is, uh, let's say, throwing you darts of emotional words and they don't feel good, but just allowing that person, maybe they were triggered, just allowing them space to mm-hmm. vent and not, like you said, do not Judge. come from a place of not being offended. Don't take it mm-hmm. personal. Right? Mm-hmm. And just allowing them space to be what? Imperfect. Just sure. allowing them to in. get it out of their system and then don't judge them for it. And just like, okay, are you done? You know? Right, right. And, huh? and all of that just and little through, air, right? this little air takes the edge off of everything. And then we don't come become so emotionally reactive, which is, again, back up into the head, ego-driven, wound-driven. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Right. So before we bring in Jen Morrill, um, who's somebody I've been working with for uh, a, a while here, and she's um, lost over 100 pounds now. Um, Wendy, before we bring her in, do you think you could um, share the story of your snowmobile accident before we, we go and talk sure. to Sure. As I look in the sky and see the first snowflakes falling down for the year. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is beautiful. Um, yeah, you know, uh, almost 15 years ago, I was in a snowmobile, snowmobile accident here in Hinkley, Minnesota, and was going 55 miles an hour and lost control of my sled and basically hit a snow-covered culvert and went flying through the sled and hit a tree. 
and uh, was unconscious for what seemed like a long time, but I'm sure it was only a matter of seconds. But um, I, I broke my clavicle and tore some shoulder muscles. And long story short, um, they wanted to do, orthopedic surgeon wanted to do surgery on my shoulder. And instead of having surgery, um, because I'm not a big proponent of surgery unless you, that's the last resort, um, I healed my body through the exercises that I teach. And so through that, it's just been um, God's opened the door left and right to, to really just show these healing exercises because we really are created with a body that heals itself if we um, give it the right time and have the right tools. And granted, it depends on the situation you're in, but um, our bodies can heal itself. And Gary, I know you know that on many levels. So, um, you know, it, it was really just um, a, a God thing. It was a divine accident. <laughs> and so it's it's really opened the door to um, the exercise program, Visibly Fit, that I teach today, which are these exercises and beyond. And, um, you know, clients have released well over 100 pounds themselves and, and replaced with, with muscle, and it's not strenuous on the joints, tendons, and ligaments. And it's just it's just been a powerful experience, not just from the healing side uh, from an injury, but from the healing side of others that are going through the visibly fit transformation. So um excited to be here to share with you guys today. And way to go, Jen. Congratulations on your big release. Absolutely. Jen, you're up. Now, this is going to be Jen's first time on the radio, and it's live radio, and I awesome. know how excited Jen is. <laughs> oh, how yes. are you, Jen? <laughs> I am very Good well, morning. thank you. Good Happy morning. Hey, Jen. It's you just too. us. You as well. Just chat. We're just chatting. Exactly. It's it's just us. So um, we talk on the phone all the time, and we email every day, and all that stuff. So so here we go. Yep. Um, you you made a change uh, to you decided to make a change to your life about a year ago. Can you mm-hmm. tell us? And, and help for somebody else listening who might be at that spot you were at a year ago to, to maybe touch their heart. Um, why did why did you do that? What was going on in your life? I, I remember the day well. <laughs> I was actually at work, and um, a dear friend of mine said, hey, you know, you look like you need to talk. Let's go for a walk. And uh, on that walk, um, I I did a lot of crying and just feeling like I I I'm just sick of feeling like this. I'm sick of feeling I don't know yucky. <laughs> and um, she said, I have a friend, and you need to meet. And I know that she will connect with you and. Um, help you out of this and and that's when she gave me your information Elizabeth and um I just had made a decision that day that I need to find out what I can do to change and um it's so interesting I, I, to see. I I am to anybody listening I've never met it. I'm inspired so much by you. I have never seen anybody with so much focus and determination and um, honesty. You have such raw honesty. It's it's so inspirational to listen to you um, when we talk and, and go back and forth. And, and this hasn't been just about losing weight, though, has it? No. 
um, it's been um, a total um, change in uh, not only weight, not only the way I eat or the way I think about eating, but um, getting to a different level of understanding. Um, I was listening to Gary talk about being in your mind um, and being in your your heart or thinking with your heart. And um, I I do struggle with that, Um, but I, I feel much stronger and... Um, much more aware of myself and my thoughts, um, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it, it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. And, it's and, an evolution. Um, yeah, it's a journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you... Um, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I, um, I just kind of was at a place that sometimes even to walk across the room I I would like dread it like um, you know I wouldn't just jump up and run to or walk to, to do something I'd wait until I had a few things to do and make the trip worth it and, and now um, I get up and uh, I walk um, I, I began walking a mile a day um, when I when I first started, and um, I think it That's used to smart. take me. Do you remember that? That was not easy. It it was not easy, and I and I think it took me 27 minutes at first to walk that mile, and I I didn't really know if I could even even finish it, and. Um, I'm not wicked fast now, but I I walked okay. two point two miles this morning for in thirty two minutes. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that and Mary, and I isn't enjoy that amazing? it. How did you feel the next day after twenty seven minutes and one mile? How did you feel the next day? Um, I felt good. I I felt like okay I did it um, I need to do it again yeah very accomplished and muscularly how did you feel muscularly um, I felt okay I I didn't I I expected that I was going to be sore and think oh I can't you know maybe not move but um, I felt good. So what did you think before you started it would be like, and what actually was it like? I thought that... I, I thought it would hurt. Um, and I thought that it was too big an obstacle. I, You know, like I said, I dreaded walking across the room. Um, and I thought I would hate it. I thought it would be work and, um, and instead it was inspirational and it felt like I had really achieved something Mm -hmm. and that I can do this and I'm going to do this. 
Jen, I, I really think that, um, you know, you, you were sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I know we've all heard that uh, phrase used mm-hmm. time and time again. But the difference is is that there, there's so many people that are sick and tired of being sick and tired, but they don't change. And so the difference is is you decided to go to that dark place, so to speak, and it all started with that conversation with your friend, and you kind of went there, right? And you were yeah. you were ready for a shift. You, you it was a mental. All right, I, I'm ready for a shift. I'm just done. But some people, um, even though they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, they're they're not ready to go there, and so they stay in that place. And so, um, just kudos to you. And I know that that took a lot of courage. And I just want to acknowledge that because it does take courage, Thank and, you. and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And for for anybody listening who's got a um uh feels like they need to make that massive change, one of the key things that um I do with people is not go, Okay, we're gonna change every single thing all at once tomorrow and you're gonna hit the ground yeah, running, you're gonna run that mile, change mm-hmm. your eating, change your mindset, change your this, change your that, you know, and you're gonna be all ready to go. This has been a year long process and I know one of the first things we did was take a look at what you were drinking. And it was a lot yeah. of coffee. A lot of yes. coffee. And of now coffee. what do you drink? I drink water huh? and green tea. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Kind of boring. And well, how, how exciting that, that food doesn't have the power that it had with you um, before. I mean, I know temptations will, will always kind of be there um, mm-hmm. on certain uh, moments, but you recognize them, you acknowledge them, and then you can uh, bust through. But no longer do the sugar, fats, and salt have control over you. And um, that's a beautiful thing. And it is freeing, it right? It really is. I'm sure you, yeah, yeah. How, Jen, yeah. Um, how, was, how was your Thanksgiving? I know you celebrate, a, this is common too, where people have got like five different Thanksgivings to go to at this right. house, this one and another, and by the end of it you've eaten, you know, probably 20,000 calories. How was your Thanksgiving last night different than last year's? Um, we I celebrated with my immediate family last night, um, and it was just the whole experience was different. I I was thinking about everything that I was making, um, being aware of it. Um, I. I just sat back um, and really just took it all in and watched people eat. Um, I myself, I baked myself a sweet potato and um, had that and had um, steamed green beans and ate my turkey and um was happy to pass all the other food around to everybody and um I, and and I was completely satisfied um I felt good physically and emotionally and um I was satisfied I wasn't hungry um and I was just happy with the experience and how how did family. people treat you? I I noticed one thing that we that you have is this amazing support network. You don't have a lot of naysayers around you telling you you can't do that and you're not good enough and you're not mm-hmm. this and that. 
You have the reverse. You have people cheering you on. I post something on Facebook about you, and you know, hundreds of people love you <laughs> and and like yeah. you, cheer you on. You get all this awesome support. What's what's that like? And was it did when you first decided to make this change in your life? Was everybody like, "What are you doing?" Or were they like, "You go, girl." How how did that go? Because it's it's shaky in the beginning, isn't it? It is. Um... You get everything from, um, you know, oh, I couldn't do that. You're just drinking water. Oh, you know, or how can you give up all these things? But um, I look at it as what I'm gaining um, by doing these things. And um, I've had a lot of support along the way, and I still continue to have support. Um for and last yeah last well, gonna, night uh yeah what's that oh no keep going last night uh, yeah okay <laughs> last night <laughs> um as things were being cla- passed around the table um my husband would say you know oh hon do you want potato no um cuz i was up running around um getting people drinks and things but um you know they they all accept um that I might be eating a little differently than they are. Um, But no one, you know, they're not uh, putting me down for it or anything. Um, And the the people around me now are pretty used to what I'm eating. And um, it's it's just a normal for me now. And we had a couple moments along this year where you were like, I can't do this, I give up. And how yeah. did you? How what? Remember those days? They're <laughs> like, no, no. I do. <laughs> what did you say to yourself? And what did you do? And I know it took a couple of us to. It, it, it sometimes it takes people caring more about you than you care about you in those moments to mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. you up and lifted and learning about you know anxiety and depression and you know all these things that go with the emotions of the eating and everything. But what did what did you do when you felt like? giving up and what did you do to flip that around because it seems like you you not only felt like giving up but you came on way 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 stronger these past few weeks to really get even it it made you more determined it feels like to me yeah um i i definitely um did have those moments where it was just i don't know i think i said to you when did this get so hard yeah, um, it, it, it was easier before. Yeah, um, and and I'm not sure, you know, what exactly was going on right then, but it seemed that it had gotten really difficult to do this, and um, I just, again, it was almost like that switch in my head that I decided, you know, no it's not that hard and you can do this and um it it a lot of it does have to do with the the support um, of the people that are close to me and um the understanding of you know this this is hard um but you can do it yeah you dug and, so deep 
that moment, I felt like you just dug, you went so deep. Yeah. It felt like every ounce of energy you had went into continuing. And trying to find that self-love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah, we, something I've struggled Gary's with. Words, haven't we a lot? We yeah. we talk about yes, Gary a lot, have. like self love, self worth. Gary Kovat, self love, self worth. Yeah. Gary Kovat. <laughs> Gary. Yes. Gary, you're with us every and day. It's it's yeah. Well, it's all there. It, we're already wired. It's all there to be accessed. Right, but like yeah. you said, there was somebody you know that I wasn't good enough for, or. You know, and way back, and it takes a lot. Your forgiveness. To, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay mm-hmm. that you were that way. It's okay that you thought that way. It's okay you ate that way, because that was then. And this is now. Where are you going with it? Where is it all going? Do you have a, Do you have a feel for that? Jen, that's you. Oh, yeah. Um, we set some new goals. Wh- yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I still have um, goals of, um, you know, I have some more weight to lose, um, but, but my, my biggest goals are going to be to um, be able to be toning things now and doing a, more. Um, exercising and being able to be healthier mm-hmm. overall. I think we feared for your mm-hmm. joints um, um, with knees yeah. and things like that, and so we've gone very easy with just walking at this yeah. point. And now we'll move into more of of Wendy's realm of, of the isometrics and the things that really tone your body up. And, and I think avoiding that knee surgery would be so key, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, and I and I just fun. wasn't physically, yeah, wasn't physically in a space that that I could do that kind of movement without hurting my joints more than they already were. Yeah. Did you say you need well, knee surgery? Is that what I hear? Um, avoiding it. I actually, yeah, I'm trying to avoid it. I oh, I, I had some, yeah, I I did have. Um, some surgery, it will be three years this February, um, where they went in and did some repairs to, you know, meniscus and things. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, it, it's still, um, I want to avoid having to, it, it's still not 100%. So I'm, I want to thank you, Jen, for sharing your story and being so unbelievably brave i thank you i'm I'm so grateful for all you teach me every day um you i don't know if you know how much you teach others and me and with i mean it's just been amazing to get to know you and i i thank you and and just so everybody knows jen and i haven't met yet in person it's a common theme with me (laughs) we're meeting on saturday at the gym for the first time (laughs) we're going up to the window but we've never met so it's possible to do all of these amazing things by the phone, by the computer, by Skype, you know, all of these things. So we're going to meet on Saturday, though, and and have a ball at the gym. I don't know what we're going to do, you know, run around it 100 times. I, I'm not sure yet, but yeah. okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. so, um, but have a happy and Thanksgiving, thank you, and 
And much love and hug everybody. And she's got a new grandbaby, too. That was a huge part of your motivation was living. Yes. Um, and and breathing long term. And it's it's just been amazing to watch you um, change and grow and do all these cool things. So thank you. And and Gary, oh, thank we've you. talked so much about it. It must be fun to actually hear his voice, huh? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> hey, hey, Jen, you're absolutely capable of achieving anything you want to achieve. You, you're starting to believe that is so amazing. And mm-hmm. I just want to add, and Wendy will support this, is this whole evolution you've had by just walking. When you start adding um, body movement in regards to some resistance training or uh, Wendy's visibly fit exercises, there's a whole nother evolution. It's like another project of of inspiration and body transformation by just uh, adding a little more metabolism other than just walking. So uh, when mm-hmm. we start, we all start walking and some sort of cardio. But, boy, when you add that uh, resistance and body weight training, it's it's like another high. It's it's like I know you get high. I know the serotonin and dopamine release when you walk. You know, we can talk mm-hmm. You know, for another half hour on the physiology of what's happening in your body, we should maybe do that at some point. But, boy, Mm -hmm. when you add, you know, the muscular movement as well, the upper body, the lower body, beyond just walking, oh, my God, it's a whole other high, and you're going to really appreciate, you know. Oh, that's awesome. We running those marathons or something. I'm not sure what we're going to have to set some new goals. We keep setting them. It's really really interesting. so thank you, Jen. And I want to I want to shift gears again to our next guest, um, who's been hanging on the phone for this ninety uh, for this uh, fifty seven minutes now. We're going to run just a little bit long because we have two more um, speakers with us. We have Elizabeth Murray from California, um, who's with us, and Jen. Happy Thanksgiving, and um, I, I hope you'll stay for the rest of the call. If you don't want to, though, I completely understand because you've got walking to do. And <laughs> this funny. But yeah, Elizabeth know, Murray. Thank you. Elizabeth, how are you this morning? I'm wonderful, thank you. <clears throat> In Monterey, California. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy th- Monterey. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I um, was thinking a lot about gratitude and thinking about Thanksgiving, and I know a lot of us you know, have a lot of orientation, of course, towards food and our health, but I was also thinking about how I like to do a blessing on the food, and I like to savor my food and really go into appreciation of the cooks who cooked it, the people who grew it, the soil, our our weather, and we've had challenges in California with our not having the rain, so I'm, I'm feeling a lot of gratitude that we've had rain lately. and And just to take it back to today as Thanksgiving, and I know for me, when I slow down when I eat and really savor rather than gulp um, and really appreciate um, each each bit, that is really that presence of delight and gratitude, and that, that becomes... Um, something not like food is a chore or food is my addiction, which sometimes it could be either, but it is this presence of delight. And um, I think today what I just would like to bring in is blessing and that gratitude 
and literally I love to hold hands and and just to really be present and in gratitude of the food and everyone present and everyone, maybe it's ancestors or farmers or soil, the earth, to bring that into um, the table. And and that brings me to to a sense of um, savor. So I, I, I just it. wanted to bring that in. And for anybody listening live, we're going to cut off live, and the rest of the show will be recorded and on replay because um, we're hitting that hour mark. So we're still recording, and you can come back, and it's always free replays. But, Elizabeth, um, for those who aren't familiar with you, could you share a little bit about all of the wonderful things that you do? I, I mean, I just I sit in awe of you. <laughs> I follow what I love, and what I love is nature and creativity and spirituality. And those are and all that combines into community and beauty making and so I'm an author and artist and um I do a lot of public speaking and I've written I think about nine books. But the latest book is called Living Life in Full Bloom hundred and twenty daily practices to deepen your passion, creativity, and relationships. And um, I just opened it up as I was listening to other people's conversations so that I could um, read about, I have four pathways, the the pathway of the gardener so that you become more intimate with nature as a nurturer and as someone who watches and sees and participates, and then the pathway of the artist to create and, and beauty and express yourself in many ways and use your imagination and explore that. And then the pathway of the lover to really fall in love with life each day. And under that I have um, one of the practices is giving thanks. And thinking about my friend Lynn Twist who says, what we appreciate appreciates. So when we appreciate something, it will gain more value in our life, Uh, whether it's a friendship or whether it's a value um, like care of the earth or um, beauty. or And then the thir- fourth um, pathway that I, I speak about is I call spirit weaver, which is really bringing in the spirit and the gratitudes in each day and the blessing way. And that, I think, helps reweave our communities and our lives. Um, so that's when, that's my latest book. Um, and I speak about different people, friends of mine that that I'm, I believe, are full bloomers. And as a gardener, and you know, I'm just very modestly and humbly attuned to our earth and our seasons and what our earth needs. And as an artist, I'm always um, creating something or seeing the beauty. And so each day, I. My heart is very connected. I totally live with my heart. So I'm very, um, oftentimes I'm in such gratitude of the beauty I see. Just like right now, I get a lump in my throat because I'm, it brings me to spirit. It brings me to gratitude. Um, and earlier at one point you were talking about the courage it takes to change our patterns or change our, our lifestyle or addictions and get into physical healthy living and um i think of courage as that french word core to be heart connected and 
it takes being really heart connected to do that brave act that that is we call courageous. And I know I've done that for myself. Um, I went through a period also of not being healthy and getting very depressed and having all kinds of um, different physical uh, problems. And what worked for me was really uh, working with an Ayurvedic couple and doing finding out my allergies to wheat and and different kinds of um, having to do a lot of cleanses and all kinds of things that really gave me back vitality and then realizing I could actually get younger rather than older. <clears throat> and then that that kind of happiness um, changes your whole mood and brings you into gratitude as well. I thought Gary would love that. I love <laughs> it. Are you there, no, Gary? I, yeah. yeah, and I do. And, and, you know, if I may add, um, I see a commonality, and that is, Wendy, would you have... Um, yeah. Would have you created visibly fit the way you did without that snowmobiling accident? And uh, yeah, absolutely Elizabeth, not. <laughs> and, and Elizabeth, would you have uh, touched, retouched, rediscovered yourself, uh, balanced, and brought some compassion to your well-being and your? Um, uh, you said that you got unbalanced and got caught up in life oh, yeah. there for a little bit. Would you have? rediscovered it without those uncomfortable challenges that you had until you met the couple Ayurvedic. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I I think what you're getting to is sometimes these huge challenges in our life, um, like how do we bring the gratitude? You know, how do we realize that, yeah, this is part of our path? And I think some of those sometimes is our personal, physical um, depletion or ch- um, accident or um, or great grief. Um, my husband got brain cancer and, and died very suddenly and right after we got married. And that threw me into many years of, of great grief and how to use that those kind of periods um, as a as a way in to more depth and more meaning. Uh, which is often the dark road. Um, I mean, it uh, causes some pain to to walk that path. But also it is it's like a miner who goes into the mine but finds the gold. And how do we find the gold in, in those, you know, those pathways that are challenging and dark and then in can hold that gratitude in the present for for yeah. what we've walked through. Yeah, and you know, Elizabeth, um, I immediately go, this is Wendy, I immediately go to it's all about choice, too, because you chose to to not only go and, and take that darkness and bring it to light, but I did as well, Elizabeth, Gary, all of us. But there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who choose not to. And so, again, it boils down to free will and choice. And so your circumstance can it can be used for the greater good, or you can stay stuck in it. And so um, good for you for for choosing well. There's a whole other energy, like we've been guided, and we listen mm-hmm. to that guidance, and not to make the show about that, because that's a show on itself. But you listened. Um, you believed. You had a knowing that your body would heal itself, Wendy. 
and um, you knew you need you were guided to see Elizabeth. You felt you just had a sense that she needed some consoling and some comforting, some love. Mm-hmm. And though you we were all guided, absolutely mm-hmm. guided, and some are tuned into that, and some are tuned in, or have the ability to tune in. They just cover it up with frustration and, like you said, egoic tendencies and characteristics and, and stories they make up about what's going on in their life. And there's another way of I, thinking about every story that's going on in our life. But go ahead. I, I agree with you right there, Gary, too. And I think another thing, too, like sometimes people don't know what they don't know. They don't know how to change. And so I think shows like this, serve a, a really nice purpose if it touches that life of somebody who's sitting there going, you know, I don't even know where to begin um, with what mm-hmm. I want to do or what I want to achieve. I know I don't feel well or I know I'm in this dark spot. I know this has happened to me. It's happened for me somehow, but you can't see all the way, you know, clearly through what's going on. And um, does anybody other than me want to take up the topic of faith and hope? I was sort of hoping um, Robert Sharp would do that, um, and, and we could bring Robert into the conversation a little bit. Robert, are you still there <laughs> after an hour? I'm not sure if he's with us still. He might not be. Yes, I am here. Yes, I am. Oh, you are. Okay, good. You had to unmute. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I was. I I really wanted to um, have a, a conversation, if we could, between Elizabeth Murray and maybe Robert Sharp about faith and hope, because Elizabeth, that had to be so scary to have your husband pass away like that and you must have been like what do i do where am i going with it you know can you describe what you know that maybe months that followed and how faith and hope and things like that played a a part in your life because you kept going can you guys hear me okay Yep, I hear you. I don't yep. know if anybody can hear me. Yeah, okay. Elizabeth Murray, are you there? I don't know if she's dropped out. Well, Robert, hmm. do you want to take it? <laughs> Robert, do you want to take faith and hope? <laughs> sorry. Hello? Sure. There, oh, there she is. is that there, I, sorry, I think my phone muted or something. Um, yeah, I no, think, no problem. I think Did you faith hear me? and hope. Oh, yes. Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Sorry about that. Okay. Live radio, anything happens. <laughs> Um, I think I would I would put faith, hope, and trust. And I think trust, um, I think a relationship with God, for me, is really important. And, um, and that is the light, you know. And I think to be, to realize that there's some kind of purpose, some kind of reason that, um, to marry my soulmate finally after 20-some years and then go through his um, sudden brain cancer diagnosis and illness and then death within seven months of our marriage, um, that that would, that there was had to be some purpose from that. And um, so what I did is... Um, I, I talk to a lot of people who are intuitives to help me understand is there a past life kind of what are the past life connections or what is my life path or I did as much prayer as much trying to give get answers as I could and 
also, um, I started to write, I rewrote a book of mine that I had started before, which was called Cultivating Sacred Space, Gardening for the Soul. And I wrote about life, death, life things through the garden, but also ritual and purpose and beauty and creating sacred space in each day. And um, and that gave me like my North Star and purpose to work on. And, you know, some days you have to just, it's just like weather. You have to realize or some days are going to have a big storm. Or like when you go to the sea, you know, we have these change of tides. I think it's really important when you go through something that's very difficult to realize that it is tidal, it is seasonal, and that the dark times are the times of, like dormancy, it's okay that those dormant times are are sometimes times for the deep rooting or they're times for rest. They're times to gather depth. Uh, they're times to go in really deep and do self-reflection. And if we hold that trust or faith or hope, those are the seeds that have been already planted. Those are the, the I, I think of soil, dark, deep, rich soil, like our souls, you know, that it takes uh, depth and compost of difficulty that you you get that richness. So anyway, that, that it is okay to go through that. And then you know the cyclical, you know that through that dormancy of winter, you will have a spring. And when it's our own personal journey, it won't necessarily be with the seasons, um, but you have to honor that, that um, and know that you will come forward. And sometimes little small steps, little baby steps of um of of creating a little something of beauty or something of joy that brings you gratitudes and appreciation um or giving to others to really provide service to others or comfort to others um so that it's not all about you and your your um difficulty i think that that helps us connect to faith and hope and trust and and know that there is um you know, important contributions you can make even in your difficulty. Beautifully put. I mean, absolutely beautifully put. And I, I wanted to bring in our final guest, and I know we've run over on time. And is everybody still okay hanging on the phone just a little bit longer? Because um, um, Robert Sharp is with us, and he is the founder of Bringing Inspiration to the Earth. And I, um, it, mm. we're we're kind of new friends, and but I thought he would be just a lovely contribution to the show today to talk about everything that that he does. You've got a wonderful blog talk radio show as well. And um, welcome. Happy Thanksgiving, Robert. Thank you, and happy Thanksgiving to y'all. I really have enjoyed listening to, to everyone's contribution. It's really been very uplifting. Yeah. Well, and and why do you do what you do? Because I know there's a there's a whole story that, that goes with you as well, and um, you change you, you help change so many lives, too. You want to talk a little bit about all the things that you have going on? Sure, sure. Thanks. Well, yeah, the um, 
basically, like you mentioned, I do have the radio show bringing inspiration to Earth. And, and that, gosh, probably about oh, 15, 20 years ago when I was kind of, when I left the corporate world and, you know, searching for what I was going to do next, um, there was a really good intuitive friend of mine that really just brought in the idea or the, the, the message that, you know, that's kind of my purpose is, is bringing inspiration to Earth. And that's kind of like taking things from the etheric and, and bringing them into the present, you know, bring them into the physical. And, you know, I used to uh, do training programs and project management and all of those kinds of things. So, um, so anyway, and that just resonated with me. I mean, it, it really fit everything that I did from a child on. And, uh, oh, about five years ago is when I started the radio show. And, and I just wanted to focus on positive, inspirational people. And to, to me, um, one of the greatest gifts that we can give in our life is to be inspirational. So to me, mm-hmm. that's that's what makes us immortal in a way. That the idea that once we're gone, that you know something that we have said or done lives on um, through the uh, through inspiring others to do something with their life. Um, so that's that's you know pretty much what I do. I focus on spirituality, self help. Um, I do have a, a children's corner uh, that I added a few years ago where I talk about, uh, you know, to authors who write children's books. And, and I also have an environmental awareness segment where, you know, I, I really speak to some of the leading advocates in, in environmental awareness, you know, because to me that's uh, also something that really needs uh, attention, you know, to to bring forward. So, so that's it. Uh, author, amateur photographer. <laughs> I, I'm very much uh, so uh, can relate to the nature aspect and, and uh, you know, enjoy that as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love your photographs and I love your books. I wondered if you could just take maybe one of your your latest book and just share it with us, um, just a little bit. I know we're we're running out of time here a little bit, but. Um, could you talk about your latest book that you wrote and maybe some yeah, well, calendars? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, well, the the one book that I, I have a, a, a coffee table book that I did with, with nature photos, but but before that one is, is one I call it's called Spirituality Bites. <laughs> you know, uh, it's no secret Spirituality Bites, and, and you know the whole idea is to highlight some of the things I've learned from the many guests that I've had on the show and, and different aspects of life and to uh, put together um, the insights that I gained from them and then also actions that I took as a result of them being on the show that made my life easier. And um, so it's just a real quick. And in the ebook, I, I'm very supportive of people that have been on my show. So in my ebook, I have links to, like when I reference the show, there's a link to the show, there's a link to the author's website, the link to, you know, um, all kinds of things. So... Um, so that if someone's reading the book and they thought, oh, you know, I really like this, then they can go ahead and find out more. And uh, and as a matter of fact, I do have a section um, in that book uh, regarding gratitude. Uh, and and that, the title of that one is called Ungrateful So-and-So. <laughs> and uh, it, was, uh, it was one of those cases where, you know, I, um, so I did something for someone and, you know, just didn't – get any kind of acknowledgement for, for the effort. And I thought, hmm, you know, this makes me kind of want to look at gratitude and, you know, and its importance. And I kind of tell the story in there. But within that one, I usually start each section with a, a quote. And, and mine in, in that particular section was one from 
from John F. Kennedy, and it was, um, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. And I thought, you know, that was really kind of says it all. Yeah. And um, I want to bring Wendy Wendy back in mm -hmm. for a second, just to touch on what you just said. Wendy, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Yeah. Yes, I can. You know, he just said something really important about gratitude and, like, ungratefulness. And when you came to the hospital and drove that whole distance, you know, an hour plus to come down and and see me in Burnsville, um, you never expected anything in return. I was very grateful for you and very thankful and all those things, but you never did, you didn't do that expecting something in return. Absolutely not. And as a Christ follower, I think Jesus doesn't expect anything in return either, except for to be uh, grateful and to follow his words and his actions. And that's something that I felt prompted to do was just to go and and love on you and and be with you and and sometimes when we're in that space of, it, it, it seems kind of weird, like I didn't even, I had never even met you, but it was just so yeah, right. So. And yeah. and so it, it's just a, a beautiful thing. And so if we can just be present as we've been talking, then there's just great power in that. Unconditionally, right? Without Uncondi- Absolutely. No, what am I going to get out of this? Because when you go with those ulterior motives, then you're going about it all wrong and you it doesn't bless anyone. Um, but if you go just really as from the heart, then that's when the the magic, so to speak, the, the, the miracle begins to happen, is when you're in that space of just truly loving and being kind. I would, I would like, this is Elizabeth Murray, I would, I'd like to add one thing as a plus, um, is that I, I also recognize the blessing that occurs when I see someone and I thank them. I Mm -hmm. recognize the gift that they are giving, and it could be a small child with a flower they picked out of your garden and they're handing you, or the person who just fixed your furnace, the plumber, or it could be um, anyone you, you see, oh, you have such a beautiful smile, gosh, what a... You just light up. And mm-hmm. to recognize in others something that you appreciate, um, something, and it might be an action they did for you, or it could just be their character or their essence. And how to show gratitude to them, a recognition, and how that um, creates more blessings. Um, That's a beautiful reminder, Elizabeth, actually, because we do all have an artistic eye. You, you are an artist. Uh, on, on a gifted uh, craft level, but we all were created, you know, in, in the divine image, so we all can see the beauty, so let's just acknowledge it. And you're right, people light up, and uh, it does make a difference yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's about beauty, I love that, but sometimes it's about service or or um, action or um, just, you know, and I think that it's so important since we're talking about gratitude to really always be showing, sharing our appreciation, and that mm-hmm. that creates this, um, I think, a blessing, this kind of like vibration all around um, for that person well, who's receiving and feeling recognized. And don't you think, too, Elizabeth, and all of you guys on the call, I'm sure you would agree, but finding the beauty in the not-so-beautiful, right? Because there's beauty in everything. 
but to acknowledge that especially, um, then that's when, um, I don't know, just so many things are revealed, when you can really see the beauty and, and the things that other don't other people don't necessarily notice. Yes, well, especially the the mundane, what we might consider mundane. Right, right. Yeah. Attitude and Every just day. everything, mm-hmm. yeah. If I could jump right, in I was, here, I want to. I would like to just thank Elizabeth for making this happen. Yes, and she does it get here, and for the invitation <laughs> for us all to be here and share. Oh, well, thank you. Guys. Thank you. Thanksgiving wouldn't be the same without all of you, and and you know, I I love Aww. when I when I when I get the idea to do these shows, I I always I sit in awe of of your responses because nobody ever says. What do I get if I do that? Or can I plug a book? Or can I, you know, no one ever, you guys are just so gracious with your time and your energy and your thoughts and your thoughtfulness. And I just, I totally appreciate all of you so much. You you make well, my days. I love all you guys. So <laughs> thank um, you. Well, I'm, so, love you. I'm so grateful for Wendy and just sharing the courage of forgiveness and, uh, and and for Jen just sharing with us her courage to just love herself and um just you can just feel Elizabeth and her connection with the earth and her guides and i just love that and i love i know Robert's sitting there i just feel him i haven't really chatted much with him yet but i just feel like something that came to me was just he's so grateful he's not in the corporate world right now and he's doing <laughs> what he loved <laughs> Because I think we've all been there too, in some way, shape, or form, at certain some point in time. So I'm just I'm grateful and thankful for for each of you and what everybody's brought to the show. And I'm I'm gonna yes, for sure, Michael. You. We're we're so grateful, Gary, for all you teach us. Um, you're a, a, we all follow you and love you and listen to you and and use your words and teaching our own clients and we I know I, I find myself directing people to all the things that you write in your photos and everything. So um thank you so much for everything that you do. Um really, really important. You touch so many lives I don't even think you know. Yeah, we're we're family. I'm honored. Thank you. This is like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner for me right now. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Before we, we go, blessed, I know we gotta as Elizabeth said, we are yes, blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah. Um, before we go, um, Robert, can, can we just ask you one more thing? Um, was Gary sure. right with the read on the corporate world? You're so thankful that you're not in the corporate world? <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I, I'm thankful for that every day. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, also so many other things, you know. It's, you know, to me, uh, the expression of gratitude is it's just really important. It, once I do that, I recognize that as I express the gratitude, you know, that just increases the number of blessings that I get each day. And, and um, you know, one thing I, I have taken to doing is uh, quite often is now when instead of signing my, my correspondence, like, sincerely or thank you, or I write with gratitude. You know, and and each time it just reminds me, you know, that I am grateful for like this a uh, guest time on my show, or or grateful that I have you in my life, kind of thing. So uh, that's just one thing that I do to to increase gratitude for myself. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You have such a way with people. I um I learn I learn from you. I listen to you a lot, and um, you have just such a gracious way with your guests. I I feel like you just sit in complete appreciation 
of speaking with people and um you're just you're a connector a, a complete people connector it's so cool if, if for anybody listening if you haven't listened to Robert's radio show or read his books um i i not a networker cuz you don't you know you don't maneuver through people to get what you want um no, in any kind of negative connotation i mean a true appreciation dot connector people connector really cool a lot of a lot of good goes through you really neat a lot of well, gratitude for everything that you do really neat so um thank you guys so much for being with us gary do you want to close us out well, I no, Great I'm just thought. I, again the same thing. When somebody rolls their window down, I tell them no. The license plate doesn't mean Grateful Dead. It means I'm just grateful to be alive and hang out with everybody here and and share what we're gifts. These are our gifts and talents that we're sharing with everybody else. So hopefully this has uh, served everybody well. And uh, we're going to do it again next year, right? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Many blessings. Many blessings. I have no show beautiful jingle clothes or anything like that, so it's going to be like all these clicks (laughs) with everybody hanging up. That'll Um, be the jingle. And I'm not singing. I'm not singing. (laughs) Oh, come on. We love you. Have a beautiful (laughs) day, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, and happy Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank you to all our guests. Thanks, Gary. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.